Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing Podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, a Hundred Nothing. Okay, guys, it's Virginia Tech week. We're gonna do a little bit of a preview. I thought I was just gonna preview Virginia Tech versus Notre Dame. Talk a little bit about Virginia Tech, what they've done, what I think. We need to do to beat them, why they're susceptible to a loss, etc., etc. I'm going to do some of that because that's part of the preview. What I didn't expect I have to do is talk about our quarterback situation still because of what came out earlier today. So let's just get into this again. Because of what we are learning every hour. Watch me for the changes and try to keep up. So I'm going to circle back to our offense like I and defense like I do on every preview. But I got to start with the Brian Kelly press conference news that it's all over Twitter, guys. I know you've seen it. I know you have. He seems to be implying that Jack Cohn is still going to start and Tyler Buckner is going to be rotating in in a somewhat of a wildcat way. Is that or is that not what we've been watching for five games that, let's be honest, hasn't really fucking worked? I mean, it looked okay against Florida State. Florida State was close because our defense was still trying to get figured out. And Toledo looked kind of okay. Still way too close. Again, some things on the defense. Okay, we finally get the defense figured out, and now our offense is going in I don't know what direction. And I we're back to a lot of questions, not enough answers, and the answers were provided suck. They just do. I don't understand how you can watch what's happened the last two games, Wisconsin and Cincinnati, seeing what our defense has been able to accomplish and damn near losing both of those games. We lost one of them, could have lost the other one if it was not for our defense, which outscored the offense. Remember that. Our defense outscored the offense against Wisconsin. That is why we won that game. And we should have won the game against Cincinnati if we had an offense that could do anything. But Brian Kelly, based on his comments today, which implies that it's going to be Cone, I I hope and pray and wish it's some sort of game. He's trying to be a little coy about... I I don't want Virginia Tech to be ready for just Drew Pine. I want them to be ready for our non-mobile quarterback who can throw if given time. And I want them to be ready for a super mobile quarterback who doesn't seem to have a grasp on the passing offense or is not allowed or a combination of the two. Instead, 
we're going to roll out Drew Pine, which is a, the best of both worlds. But here's the thing. Here's my opinion. If you're making them prepare for not mobile quarterback who can throw and a running quarterback who can't throw, you're basically preparing them for Drew Pine. So why not just say it? Why go through the the hoops? Unless you really are going to play Jack Cohn and Tyler Buckner in the same way you've played them for the last five games. And all I can say is you must be you must have this going in your head on repeat. This is the only thing I can think of. Terrible decisions. This is what Brian Kelly does during the week. I don't understand, again, how you can watch what we've watched and think Jack Cohn is still the answer. Brian Kelly is literally saying, if we're up to me, every game will be the same mistake on repeat. Good? You good with that? And I, I'm trying I'm trying to put a, a light spin on this. I love music. Music is relatable to me in so many different ways. And I'm reading what's going on in that song, Bad Decisions, by a great little band called Bumpin' Uglies, is just literally playing in my head. And that that verse right there, it's a Tuesday night with nothing to do. We're not going to back and taking a cruise. Like, is that is that what's happening? Is that what we're doing? That's how we're deciding our quarterback? And if we're up to me, you know what? We're just going to do the same, make the same mistake on repeat. Let's just do it. Let's just recycle the same thing. And I made, I put it on Twitter. Uh, Shout out to Ben with Under the Dome and Nick Shipkowski. We're on there Tuesday night. Go check it out. It's a great, great episode. And um, I swear to God, if we have Jack Cohn and the Tyler Buckner show again, because of what this offense looks like, you... Ben, don't you just change the title and just re, re-release the, the, the audio because it's going to be the same topic. It's going to be the same conversation. And that's not an indictment on Cone or Buckner. It's what is best for this football team. If everything was the way we expected it to be coming into the season, if we had last year's offensive line, Jack Cone's the guy. I can live with that. And that's... That would work. But the fact of the matter is, we've been sacked 22 times this year. That's 4.4 sacks a game. Half of that is because Jack Cohn has limited mobility. Is that Jack Cohn's fault? I guess. But at the same time, you have to see Tommy Reese, Brian Kelly. You've got to see that that's not an effective offense and we can't keep running plays that Ian Book used to run with Jack Cohn. It doesn't work. We've seen post 
out the wazoo. I know you guys follow him. Greg Flamont. Uh, what, Greg2126. Shout out to you, buddy. Keep posting those videos. Keep posting those videos. Guys, go. Greg2126 on Twitter. Go find him. He he has the time, and I appreciate it. He's pointing out all these flaws in our offensive play calling where the formation allows a successful play to be had, but we're avoiding it at all costs, it looks like. We're, we're running into sack boxes for no reason. We're not taking advantage of mismatches on the outside. We're just doing the same stuff, the same mistake on repeat. I don't know how else to say it. Brian Kelly, figure it out. Tommy Reese, figure it out, please. Because it's frustrating. I don't want to sit through this shit on Saturday night. Okay? And thank God I, I did the ACC Network thing through YouTube TV. And I'll talk about that at the end uh, for the people who may or may not know how to find the game on Saturday. But my other option was going to a sports bar. And right now that's not an option. I, I don't know how to watch a game in public, especially when we're at this stage in this season with what we've seen. I will likely be asked to leave that sports bar because it, it will not go well. Profanities will be yelled. Potentially families won't like it. I, I'm i going to be watching it in my own home because if what we're believed or what Brian Kelly has said and we're believed to that to be true, it's going to be a problem on Saturday. I don't have time for that shit. It better be a game. It better be a game, Mr. Brian Kelly. It better be a little game, which again, a game don't make sense to me because if you're forcing them to prepare for Cohen and Buckner, you're really asking them to prepare for Pine because Pine does both things. Whatever. Now that I got that out of the way, which we'll kind of circle back to after I tell you how I think we can beat Virginia Tech. First of all, we are... It's even game. It's a pick'em. It's a pick'em game against Virginia Tech, which I didn't think would be the case when the season started. Okay. Then Virginia Tech goes out and beats North Carolina, which I hate to say it didn't impress me all that much. North Carolina is overrated. I've been saying it for months. So that was not that big of a deal to me, but it did mean something. It meant Virginia Tech might be a better opponent than we might have thought. It is at Lane Stadium. It is at night. We're going to hear the damn song. Whatever. But I just... You know, even like Just looking down, I, I'm looking at what I wanted to say. It's just... I'm going to go back to what I just said. Like I ended the Cincinnati recap talking about how Pine needs to start. We can't end up looking like a monkey fucking a football. We need to see progress. We need to see innovation. We need to see something... Some creativity offensively. And what does it look like we're going to do? Recycle the same shit and play the same mistake on repeat. Run it. Run it back. I don't get it. But it's an even game. But like if you look at some things, I've, I've seen Notre Dame favored by a point in some places. It's just, But it's just a pick-up game. So you just got to look at our opponent. Yeah, they beat North Carolina 17 to 10. That again, that just didn't impress me. I'm not impressed by North Carolina. I expect them to lose to any good team they play this year. I quite honestly do. For the same reason we're probably people are picking us to lose. Our offensive line is garbage. Difference is they have a, actually a pretty good quarterback, but 
The difference in North Carolina is they have a, only a good quarterback. Their running backs aren't what they were last year. Their receivers aren't what they were last year. So, but they beat North Carolina. Then they go to play Middle Tennessee State. Right? They went 35-14. But, just like I did against Cincinnati, I wanted to look at the game itself. Like, how do we get there? 35-14. And for the same reasons I said we could have beat Cincinnati if we just did something on offense, almost came to be true. But the Virginia Tech was only beating Middle Tennessee State 14-7 at the half. Okay? Not that impressive. Middle Tennessee State converted 7 of 17 third downs. And Notre Dame has gotten better at converting on third downs. So keep that in mind. Virginia Tech can be beat on third downs. But then you look at what Middle Tennessee State did. They were averaging, they threw for 283 yards, 7.1 yards per pass. That's something we can do. That is something we can do, guys. It really, really is. We don't have a running game. And if we play to our strengths, I'll say it again. I've said it every fucking week. What can we do? Do that. We can throw the ball. We can use our weapons like Michael Mayer and Brandon Lindsay and Kevin Austin and Avery Davis and Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree. How many more people do I need to list off that we have as weapons, legitimate weapons? They're not just because they're in gold helmets, they're good. No, they're actually good at football if we just get them the damn ball. Any way, shape, or form. We keep running these fake screens. How about you actually throw the fucking screen instead of running into a a seven-man, eight-man stacked box with only five offensive linemen? Nope, we're going to bring in Chris Tyree and Kyron Williams, but just to block. We're not going to give them the ball on a pass play because running isn't an option. We're going to bring them in to block. But running may not be an option. It obviously isn't already. But you look at Middle Tennessee State. They ran for 66 yards and 1.8 yards per carry. Well, that isn't very good. So does that mean uh, Virginia Tech is good at stopping the run? Personally, I don't think so. They give up 3.9 yards per carry because the next two games, the opponents ran for 173 and 160 yards 5.2 yards per carry and 4.4 yards per carry. So, Middle Tennessee State, of course, is Middle Tennessee State. You should be able to stuff them and stop them. But it was 14-7 at the half. Virginia Tech's offense looked nice. Rushing the ball, they ran for 220 yards and 5.7 yards a carry. But they only threw for 159 yards. So, Middle Tennessee State shut down their passing game? That seems crazy. But they're not really a good passing team, as it turns out. You know, and I'll get into that, just go through. But they're only throwing for 183 yards per game. That ranks 106th in the country. And this surprised me. This surprised me. So I looked up our stats and their stats, kind of where we're at. So they're only throwing for 183 yards a game, 106th in the country. We're throwing for 280 which actually ranks 28th in the country, which is shocking to me because I feel like we haven't been doing anything special on offense 
outside of the one Florida State game. But, I mean, if we're over 280 a game, we should be throwing for more, I guess is my point. I guess that's where, where I'm trying to get at is like, we're throwing for 280. I feel like we've left so many so much yardage on the field because we continuously try to run the ball when we shouldn't and so on and so forth. So the fact that we're ranked 28th, we're throwing for 280 a game, that that surprised me. That's good to know. We need to keep doing that. Again, play to our strengths. Do what works. Play to win the game. It's not that hard. I promise you. Really, really, truly is not. But, so Middle Tennessee State, they went 35-14. Middle Tennessee State did some things. Couldn't run the ball. But the next game, they go to West Virginia and lose. They were losing 24-7 at the half. Virginia Tech was. They were down 24-7 at the half. They ended up losing 27-21. But it was 27-14 entering the fourth. And Virginia, uh, West Virginia, kind of did what they wanted. They ran for 173 yards, 5.2 yards a carry. They only threw for 193, but it was 7.1 yards a pass attempt. I mean, seven yards an attempt isn't terrible. But when you're running for five yards a carry and 173 yards, you don't have to be special in the pass game. And that's the uh, that's what West Virginia or what Virginia Tech couldn't do. They threw for two twenty three, which again isn't special. They they don't throw the ball well, but they only ran for two point five yards a carry. A far cry from what they did against Middle Tennessee State. They played a good team. West Virginia only ran for one hundred and six yards. So Virginia Tech was playing from behind the entire time against West Virginia. Losing 24 to 7 at the half and still could only throw for 223 yards. They're not a good passing team. <clears throat> and their quarterback's been sacked 10 times this year, which it seems like nothing compared to our 22, but still, he's susceptible uh, to that. And then their most recent game was against Richmond. They only beat Richmond 21 to 10, the Richmond Spiders. And Richmond ran for 160 yards against them at 4.4 yards a carry. Now, Richmond couldn't throw the ball worth of crap. They 3.3 yards per pass attempt. That's not good. They only threw for 77 yards. But still, Virginia Tech didn't do anything crazy. Passed for 212. Only ran for 106 again. 3.2 yards a carry. So, you look at what they're doing, and they're, they're averaging because of the 224. And the North Carolina game. They're averaging 151 yards a game rushing. But that's only 3.7 yards a carry and ranked 68th in terms of uh, their uh, sorry, yards per carry is 85th. But yards per game is 68th. But 3.7 it isn't that good. They haven't been playing the toughest of competition. And when they did play someone good, they were under 3. I like our defense against this offense. I do. It's that simple. So what does that mean? It's going to mean the same crap it meant against Purdue, against Wisconsin, and against Cincinnati. Our defense is going to keep us in the game. Our defense is going to shut them down. I firmly believe that. But can our offense do enough to win the game? 
Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? We don't know. Especially if we're going to do the sa- recycle the same thing we've seen and watch the same mistake on repeat. If we're, I real quick, I apologize. I don't know what's going on with my sinuses the last few weeks, guys. I do apologize. Thank you for listening. Thank you for bearing with me. I hopefully it, it goes away. <laughs> Maybe we need a win. That'll help me. But um, anyway, digress. They haven't played anybody super tough, and they're not doing anything special offensively. I believe we can. Shut, slow down their offense and shut them down for the most part. <clears throat> but we have to be able to do something on offense. So you got to look at their defense. Where do they stack up? They're giving up 356 yards a game, which ranks 46 in the country. They are going to be one of the – I exclude Florida State from this statement because their numbers are just so poor – but when you compare Virginia Tech to Wisconsin, Toledo, Purdue, Cincinnati, Virginia Tech ranks lower than our all of our past opponents in a lot of defensive categories. So you'd think we'd be able to do something. But it's not about so much the defense that we're playing. It's what we choose to do offensively, the decisions we make offensively, who we play at quarterback, what plays we call, the when we call the plays we call. It, all of that is part of the reason. We're making it too easy for defenses. We really are. But their defense, 356 yards a game. They're getting run on at a clip of four yards a carry. Their passing defense is pretty good, but I think that's helped by their 77 yards from Richmond. But they're only giving up 228 yards passing a game. But I feel like we should be able to, much like last week, which I pointed out, again, they're our worst run defense at Cincinnati. We were able to get 80 yards against Cincy at like, what, 3 yards, 3.1 yards a carry. Not great, but a hell of a lot better than what we've been doing. Because I don't know if you guys know, but we average 80 yards rushing a game, which ranks like 125th, I think. There's only like five teams worse than us in rushing yards per game. It's not pretty. But if we can throw the ball... For our 280-300 and run for another 80, I think that's a winning formula. Especially when you factor in our how good our defense can play. We just can't make stupid mistakes. You can't throw the ball just to whoever at the goal line. We're about to score points. We you know, we can't fumble kickoffs. That has nothing to do with offense, but we can't do it. We, we can't force balls and throw picks. We just can't. If we played a clean game against Cincinnati, I... I feel like I, I can't guarantee a win. That's crazy because I, I don't know how it all would have played out. But I do believe we would have been much more in the game than we were if we just played clean football. Turnover battles, man. We can't do it. But Virginia Tech's defense is, is beatable. The thing that scares me the most is they have 13 sacks in four games. And they've only played four games because, reminder, they have a bye leading up to us. They've been preparing for this for two weeks. They put it on Twitter. They put it on all their social media accounts. Lane Stadium's already sold out. Go Hokies, beat Irish, all that crap. Because they've had two weeks. So they've only played four games, but they got 13 sacks in four games. That's basically three a game. That is not a good formula for what we do. We, we take sacks like champs. Again, 
22 sacks allowed in four games, or five games for us. It's four a game. That's not good. So, you look at their overall team. Uh, their offense doesn't floor me. I'm not overly impressed. There were, are some things that I think we need to look at, but I think our defense can shut them down. Their defense is susceptible to a little bit of a run. They We can run on them a little bit, and that's all we have to do, just a little bit, in timely ways, in well-designed plays, not running a jet sweep with Chris Tyree into the sidelines. Give him the open field, or better yet, that same play as Greg pointed out on Twitter, the screen was wide open on the far side of the field. Why not throw that? Fake the handoff, pull it, throw it out. You got one-on-one. Go. It's not hard. Uh, again, again, Greg, 2126. Follow him on Twitter. He puts out great videos. And he loves Kyle Hamilton, by the way. But you look at the rest of uh, Virginia Tech, the players themselves. The thing I, I worry about, I think our defense is good. But Burmeister was... Passing stats aren't overly impressive. Through four games, 746 yards, 61% completion, five touchdowns, one pick. Not a bunch of stats. But he himself has run for 140 yards and a touchdown, averaging 3.2 yards a carry. But I bring that up, which is nice in itself. 140, hell of a lot better than what we can say about our quarterback, don't you think? But 140 yards... Uh, rushing on 3.2 yards a carry, he's lost 80 yards in sacks. So he's really rushed for 220 yards because you got to take out the uh, 80 for the sacks. And if he did run for 220, that makes him the leading rusher for the team. Yeah, that's something that concerns me because, I mean, you look at Cone, he's lost 74... His, his total rushing numbers are minus 74. And he's lost he's lost 112 in sacks. Okay? Cohen has lost 112. He's lost a football field and an end zone in sacks. So if he started at the goal line, he was sacked all the way to under the goal post. Okay? He's lost 112 yards in sacks. And he's got negative 74 yards rushing. So he's really actually, shockingly somehow, he's rushed for almost 40 yards. That's crazy, crazy to me. Like, there's no way, but it exists. That's the thing. But yeah, Burmeister has run for 140, and he's already lost 80. So he's got some mobility. That could be an issue. He would be the leading rusher if not for 80 yards and sacks because they do like to run. Their two leading rushers have damn near split the carries at uh, I didn't write the number down specific. I think it's like 38 carries for one and uh, 37 for the other. But their total numbers, they've run for 303 yards and four yards a carry in uh, four games. I mean, that's that's not bad. Four yards a carry, 303 yards. Uh, it's Blackshear and Holston. Blackshear's got three touchdowns and Holston's one. But it's really a two-headed monster back there. They get even carries. Across the board, unlike us, it's you know all Kyron Williams with a little bit of Tyree. They really split it pretty evenly with Blackshear and Holston. So we got to look out for that. 
They, even though I think we can shut them down, they're going to have fresh backs, fresh legs, because they're not playing every single down, or even they're on the field, but they're not getting every single handoff. It's split quite uh, well down the middle. But running is where they're going to try to beat us, because passing the ball aren't. I got to give credit to our secondary. I had concerns, you know, at, going into the season after a couple weeks, but they've come a long way, especially Cam Hart. That their their receiving is really not well distributed. It's the same people catching all the passes. That's how their offense is set up, from what I gathered. Because when I looked at who their uh, leading receivers are, one thing that stuck out to me, they don't use the tight end. The tight end, I think, has caught four passes in four games, so he's not even a, a part of the equation. And their four leading receivers, are it's three wide receivers and a running back, and the running back is Blackshear. He's caught ten balls. But four players have combined for 50 catches. And Burmeister's has only completed 62 passes. So 50 of the 62 went to four guys. Notre Dame has a little bit more distribution when you look through uh, what we've accomplished in a passing game. There's a little more distribution. Obviously, Mayer leads the way as the tight end. But it's just a little more diverse when you look at uh, who's catching balls and so on and so forth. But they really have two receivers that we need to worry about for two different reasons. One is Trey Turner. He seems to be the deep threat. He averages 15.6 yards a catch. He's he's their deep guy. we got to look out for him. Can't get beat deep. But we also just can't give free pass, free balls, which that would be like the Caleb Smith. He, looking statistically, reminds me of like a Wes Welker, you know, uh, Julian Edelman, you know, that type of guy. But really, Welker is the best reference. He's only averaging 9.3 yards a catch. So he's your short route guy and maybe a dump-off guy. We can't just give them that. And I don't think we will. I really don't. Like, I'm looking at all these offensive numbers, and they're not as offensive as our numbers in some regards. But I don't sweat what their offense is capable of. I is this whole game. Like I could have just said this. Their offense doesn't scare me. Their defense is susceptible to the run game a little bit, and we should be able to beat them with the pass. It's just a matter of who plays quarterback. It's that simple for us. You know? Because their defense, they've got some players. Names were pro- I hope we don't hear a lot of. I hope we don't hear this name a bunch. But they got two linebackers that are pretty active. Dax Holyfield and Alan Tisdale. Between the two of them, they got four sacks and 60 tackles. I don't want to hear their name called a bunch. Tackling is fine. Not for sacks. You got four sacks already between the two of them. And then their defensive ends. I mean, the Taiwan Gerbit? Garbit? I don't know how exactly to say it, but he he's their leading sack guy. He's got three, and he's 6'1", 238. That, just, that size tells me the guy's quick. And Lug and Carmody are in for a world, man. If 
If he's as quick as his size indicates he is, he's already got three sacks. I'm concerned. We can't have Cohen back there like a sitting duck. It can't be a thing. That cannot be a thing. Just scrap it. Just put Pine back there. Okay? Forget the mind games. Just put Pine back there. Because on the other side, you got Amari Barrow. And he's 6'6", 235. He's got a, a sack and a half. But at 6'6", 235, how dare the mailman interrupt my podcast at 1.30 in the afternoon during a lunch. Crazy. Anyway, as I was saying, uh, their defensive end is 6'6", 235. That tells me he's got some length. He's probably pretty quick. It's a guy we need to worry about. I mean, it's that simple. Uh, Barno. I said Barra. Barno. I look it up. Amari Barno. The, the two defensive ends are going to give our tackles trouble. There's no way around it. There's no way to ignore that fact. We've had trouble with every team we've faced with that exactly. We've got to find a way to neutralize that. You know, take advantage, swing passes, screen passes, um, bubble screens to receivers, quick decisions, because you know our our left tackle and right tackle are going to get beat. We have to accept that, okay? We can't keep slamming our head into a wall. The same mistake on repeat. You know what's going to happen. Be ready for it. Plan for it. And then if we are going to throw the ball, stay away from Jermaine Waller. Guy's got three picks already. Stay away from that guy. He's a corner. Avoid him. Okay? He's not a guy we want to uh, have on a, on the television with his name emblazoned in because he picked off a ball. So, but again, all of this is good to know. But at the end of the day, it's all going to come back to what we do on offense. I believe we can win the game if we play the right quarterback who is a excellent mix of Cone and Buckner which is Pine I think we'll win the game and yeah if you're preparing for Cone and Buckner you're effectively preparing for Pine so maybe Kelly's playing some mind games I don't know but the fact of the matter is with Pine in there he is one guy and he can do both things the defense has to plan for that. So maybe it is good because they're thinking the defense is like, oh, shit, if Cone's in there, we're just going to go sack him. And if there's a running back, the running back's getting the ball. If it's a, there's no option, it's, if it's any type of read, he's giving the ball to the running back. We'll just go tackle that guy. Or if it's a pass with no running back, nobody back there, empty set, just go sack him. He hasn't gone anywhere. Oh, wait, Buckner's in? Cool, Buckner's running the ball. Just key on him, stay with him, watch him, sack him. We're making it too easy for the defense. So if you bring Pine in, they have to be more calculated with all of those things. You can't just go all out with a pass rush because Pine can beat you with his legs. You have to look for, oh, is he going to keep it? Is he going to pull it? Is he going to throw it? A legitimate run-pass option? What? We actually have a threat of that? You're kidding me. On the roster? 
No. Let's use it. Please. Please use it. Because Cone and Buckner make it too easy for the defense. And it's not their fault. It's our offensive line's fault. Because they can't block to allow Buckner and Cone to do what they're really good at. Buckner's a good runner. He can throw a little bit, I hope. But he's a really good runner. Cone's a really good passer. Can't run. But if the offensive line doesn't block for either one, what the hell does it matter? So, this whole game is going to come down to what our offense does and who comes out at quarterback. And there's a good chance our ND Nation Twitter will explode if Cone trots out under center to start this game. Because I don't care. I don't care that it's in Lane Stadium. Like, I, I know some of you guys listening have played sports. You know, when you're playing, like in the moment when the, when the play is happening, like all that noise kind of subsides. It almost disappears. And maybe it's just me. I experienced that. You know, I, I don't know what everyone's football playing experience or sports playing experiences were. But, you know, for me, I played Texas high school football. Uh, our home games had fifteen to 20,000 people. That's not a joke. That's not an exaggeration. We had both stands from the goal line to the goal line, like 50 rows high, and seats in the end zone. I played in the Astrodome. I played in front of 30-some-odd thousand people. I know it's not Lane Stadium at night. I'm not trying to say that it is. But the fact of the matter is that wasn't exactly quiet. But when the play start, when you're on the field, it's like, if you're focused and you're ready to play, you don't really hear that sound. So if that's a reason to not play Pine, it's a bullshit reason. It is garbage. I'm I'm not I'm not here for that. I don't want to hear that's why, well, you know, the atmosphere. Well, guess what? We've seen it doesn't matter what the atmosphere is. It really doesn't. It was very, very empty against Toledo and did that seem to matter? No, it did not. So, I don't give a shit what the atmosphere is. Play the right quarterback. Play the quarterback best suited for what this offense is. We have to accept that. What this offense is. Not what we want it to be. Not what we want it to be, but what it actually is. And what it actually is, is a terribly blocked offense. So, you have to plan accordingly. Stop playing bingo. Stop playing the same mistake on repeat, and do what's best to win the game. And I think we can do it. If Pine's out there, I'm not worried about our defense. They'll give up 10 to 15 points. That should be enough to win a football game. If you're Notre Dame, with the talent we have, which I've raffled off already, I'll do it again if I need to. Michael Mayer, Kyron Williams, Chris Tyree, Avery Davis, Brandon Lindsay, Kevin Austin can all play football, are all really good at things. That is a, all of that together is a perfect recipe to give defenses problems. But we make it too damn easy. Stop making it easy. Go out and win the game. So I got to make a prediction. But I don't know who the fuck's playing quarterback. If it's Cone and Buckner show, sorry. I, 20 to 10. Virginia Tech might win. 17-10. I don't think Conan Buckner can get more than 10 points together. 
It's too easy. Virginia Tech's not a also ran. I don't think they're that good, but they're a pretty well-coached team, and if you make it easy for a team like that, they're going to beat you. They're going to stop you. Okay? Lack of creativity. But if we get punt out there, I say still not a high-scoring game, but I want to say Notre Dame 24-17. That's, that's the number I want to go with. Uh, I don't even want to. I want to say 24-10, but I just think with with the quarterback's mobility, Burmeister, he, obviously he can run a little bit. I just think something fluky is going to happen, and they're going to get a weird seven points that well, I don't know when it's going to happen, but I just think they're going to get a weird seven points on a play that shouldn't have ever happened because it, it, was, it wasn't by design. So, but if Pine goes 24-17 Notre Dame, if Cone and Buckner go, I don't like our chances. Brutally honest is what it is. But not to say we can't win if Buckner and uh, Cone are the, the quarterbacks, this rotational bullshit, whatever, wildcat nonsense. It's just we've seen the show already. We've seen it. Our defense is going to come to play. Offense is going to look like garbage. It's going to be way too close for way too long, and you're going to need everything to go just so, so you can win. With Pine, I think you get a little bit more out of the guy. So thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed my little rant. Bad decisions, let's get rid of them. Stop doing it. And if you've listened this long, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can find me on Twitter at 5FootNothingPod. Hit me up on emails, 5FootNothingPod at gmail.com. You can find me wherever you get your podcast. Give me five stars, leave some reviews. If you leave a review and it's awesome, I'll read it. Even if it's not, I'll have some fun. Tell, tell me what you think. I like the interaction. I need some I need some feedback. Give me some criticisms if I, if I deserve them. But uh, thank you all for listening. Let's hope we have a fun, fun Saturday night. We'll do some Irish car bombs. And we'll uh, cheer on the Irish to victory. The last thing I want to talk about is how to watch this game that we're going to be celebrating on Saturday night. It's on the ACC Network. A lot of places don't get the ACC Network. A lot of cable packages. You know, your old school hardwired cable. Cut the cord, they say. Well, sometimes that's not even an option. Um, I personally have DirecTV Stream. It's fantastic. It's really cool. But even with all the channels I get, I don't get those extra sports channels like, you know, the SEC Network and the Big Ten Network and the ACC Network and so on. So, what I found, though, is YouTube TV. And that's key. YouTube TV. The TV portion. YouTube TV. They, um, I learned, I thought it was like a temporary or I don't know, but apparently, always, a 14-day free trial to check out YouTube TV. The first time you do it. YouTube TV has the ACC network. As I mentioned, it was either that, find a way, or go to a sports bar. That's not an option for me right now. Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna do it. So YouTube TV, um, I downloaded the app because the DirecTV stream has its own apps. But if you have a, a smart TV that can download apps, a Fire Stick, Roku, all those things, download the YouTube TV app. 
You can even do it on your phone, uh, the YouTube TV app. Put in your information, subscribe, sign up. It's nothing, no charge. As long as you cancel in the 14 days, because after that, I think it's like $56.99 a month, which isn't terrible. Uh, it's just, I like my direct TV stream for a lot of reasons. It's like having regular TV. Um, and from my understanding, it's one of the few streaming devices that allows you to pause and rewind live TV, which um, isn't an option. Like on Peacock, wasn't an option. Uh, I know uh, Sling, I don't think, offers that. There's just others out there that you could try to do, but I love that feature. It's only really for sports, the pause and rewind. It's really only for sports, but I, I love it. I take advantage of it. But YouTube TV, free 14-day trial. Go there. I'd be wouldn't be shocked if YouTube TV's subscriptions, whether they're 14 days or longer, took a big increase leading up to this game on Saturday. But that's where you can catch the game. That's where you can be yelling at your own TV, not at some sports bar, yelling at your own TV, go Irish, be Hokies, all night while you drink your own beer out of your own refrigerator and do your own Irish car bombs. But that's the last little bit. YouTube TV is where I found the ACC Network best. I already subscribed. I already went ahead, found the game, programmed it to save and record. And I'm going to watch it live, but... Because uh, I don't know if YouTube TV offers the pause and rewind, so there might be some stuff I want to rewatch, and it'll record for me, and then I could use that pause and rewind feature that I love. So I've already got it set to record, as well as I'm watching it live. Let's just hope there's not a huge lag and delay, like it was on Peacock, because I don't need to be notified about touchdowns when we're barely receiving the kickoff, and we didn't return the kickoff for a touchdown because we scored four plays later. <laughs> so anyway. Again, thank you all for listening. Until Saturday, go Irish. Be Hokies. Five for nothing. Hundred nothing. Out.